You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26er family? Welcome to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delicia, and we are back a little bit more quickly than we normally are with another episode of Extraordinary Occurrences featuring our producer extraordinaire, Demarcus Adisa. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? So do you want to explain to the people why we're doing an Extraordinary Occurrences this quickly? Um, Usually we don't do an Extraordinary Occurrences. Did I even say that right? Uh, we don't do it this this quickly, but we had a cancellation at the last minute. So here we are and the show must go. on. But wait, we had a cancellation, but that wasn't the first thing. So the first thing was we had we have an episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had an episode. We had our episode scheduled and planned, but then we made the choice to withhold an episode for now for reasons we cannot disclose. Um. So then it became all right, you know, what are we doing next? And as we've talked about previously on the show, like the pandemic has changed everything. Like you would think it would be easier to find talent, but it's actually harder now because people feel like either it's just so much going on. If they have kids, the kids are at home or they don't feel like they have something worthy to talk about because many people have just been living in a state of monotony for 18 months or I don't know. It's a lot of different reasons. So like, you know, before COVID, we had a five to six week minimum archive of new episodes ready to go. And like we've had waves. So we might have four or five. Then like we go through those while trying to book other people. It's a lot of different things. So anyway, knowing that these these last couple of weeks were going to be crazy, we uh, had planned for the episodes appropriately. And then that just didn't quite work out through no fault of our own. So that happened. But then we were actively working to book other guests anyway. And we had one come in that we were going to like slot in here a bit early. And then they, no, they asked to reschedule and then just disappeared. They asked to reschedule the next day and just disappeared. Um, we've talked on the show before about like just the utter disrespect for our schedules and like time. <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> so don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but so so much has happened in the last couple of weeks that we were like, actually, it's the perfect time for another Extraordinary Occurrences. And as quiet as it's kept, Extraordinary Occurrences has its own cult following, which means that we put up better numbers than our guests sometimes. So it's not a bad thing, but here we are. Not a bad thing at all. Here we are. Yeah. Um. So the last time we Back did this, <laughs> I think what we were talking about, um, preparing for the backpack drive, right? Right. Preparing for that. That has happened. I still don't think we've recovered for a lot of different reasons. Um, but the backpack drive happened. <laughs> I feel like if anybody has ever seen Paid in Full and remember Woods Harris's character Ace when he got shot when he was in the apartment, like, I'm different, my body different, I'm feeling different. Like that's how I felt after that drive, and that's how I feel now. Like it was crazy. It's funny because I feel like extraordinary occurrences this entire year has been just like disclosing a bunch of obstacles and hurdles and curveballs and loss and whatever. Um, so in a show about, you know, being extraordinary on an ordinary day, it's weird to be talking about this much difficulty. But like everybody, we just we've been through a lot in the last year and a half. Um, so, yeah, you know, a part of being as extraordinary is doing things in spite of. Right, which we have done. And not just 
throwing your hands up and going, ah, well, this ain't, well, forget it. Forget it. We, we just not going to do it. Right. And we always deliver. So let's not bury the lead. We pulled off the backpack drive with the number of bags that we said we were going to have, a surplus of school supplies. Like, that was great. But let's talk about everything that led up to <laughs> the actual drive itself. So if you listen to Extraordinary Occurrences, you know that, like, we waited, waited it out for a while because of COVID and just... Of also just everything that's happened this year, like, can we really actually do this? Do we have the gas right left to make it happen? And the decision was made to form forge ahead, but it was an informed decision. So we were like, you know, we have been given some names in the past, like last year when we decided to target a new uh, area, a new town, a different town, I should say. Like, these are the people you should talk to. They're real partners, whatever. So. The caveat this year was that we would do it, but only if we had a formidable partner, because like to do it on our own in a condensed time frame, competing like with all types of stuff, a pandemic. Yeah, it was like a lot going on. Right. So we were like, this is only going to work if we have a partner who's willing to carry at least half the weight with us. So that's we went into it with that in mind. And then what happened? They didn't carry the weight. <laughs> Straight up. There's no other way I could put it. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to throw dirt on nobody's name or shade anyone, but, you know, it wasn't what the expectations were not lived up to. And we end up burning the midnight oil just like we did the last time. Right. So, and like, be clear. Like, when we set all this up, it wasn't just one partner. It was three. Right. Right. So supposedly four orgs coming together to like make this happen. And, you know, we came in with the blueprint because we knew what it takes to do this because we've done it and we've done it where we carried 95 percent of it. So everything was documented, like what you need, quantities, budgets, what vendors to use, like all of that. It was literally plug and play. Like it was just a matter of who's doing what, like the delegating the task and then like delivering on those tasks. So um, we we went into it being like, OK, this is a lift and it's a lift with some new challenges because of the pandemic. But we have more partners this year. So with more partners, all we're responsible for is X, Y and Z and X, Y and Z for us were things. Well, namely the major part, the backpacks and the school supplies. Backpacks, school supplies, marketing, fundraising. Yeah. And the things that we're very good at. Then like the week of just everything started to unravel. We had the bags where we got those from jump, but other things that had to be. Oh, and we we rented all the carnival equipment with the exception of the the bounce Bounce houses. houses. Right. So the week of everything started to unravel. Now, we've been having all these meetings, documenting things, assigning things to people, waiting for follow up, whatever. And as people who do a lot and have done a lot, we know better than anybody the sense of dread and regret that you feel when you've agreed to do something and you realize it's a heavier lift than you realize. Speak on it! It's how we got into this whole thing, right? Like, we came up with this bright idea that we were going to serve 500 kids and then we were going to have this gala and, like, three weeks for the gala, the tickets were, like, 20% sold. We were like, oh, my God, right? Everybody that bought tickets was, like, in our family. Yes, it was, like, only if some family members and a couple of close friends. And we're like, we have this whole room. We've paid this deposit. We've got to pay these vendors. And, like, people are not buying these tickets. But the difference between us, I'm realizing, and a lot of other people is, like, we're like, well, we're in it now. And we're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen, right? Whatever it takes, we're going to make it happen. What I have realized in this in this process now from 
2019 to 2020 to 2021 is that people will just engage in revisionist history and be like, oh, I never, I never agreed to that. Like, who said that? Right. Um, so that's what happened. Like things that we thought people were going to handle that they had agreed to do, they just turned around and was just like, wasn't me. It was exactly talking like Shaggy. Like it, it was crazy. Or delivering on what they were supposed to do, but not at the quantities they were supposed to. So like just dropping half of what they were supposed to drop and whatever. So we were dealing with like trying to pick up the slack from what people had agreed to do and then they they weren't doing. And we're big on momentum, right? So you and I had the conversation like, all right, well, if we did X, Y, and Z when we did this before, like, do we cut things now? Right. And who wants to take a backward step? You you know, you want to either do what you did or at the minimum, do what you did the last time. That's at like the very bare minimum. If not that, you know, if it's optimal, you know, the time is optimal and the opportunities are optimal. You want to surpass what you did the last time. You want to be greater. But at a bare minimum, at least what we did the year previous. Right. Which didn't feel like that big of a lift because we had all these partners. So last year was like we went into it putting our hands in the air and we realized the other side was shaky. And we were like, OK, we're just going to do we'll do it. You can't do A, B and C and X, Y and Z or elemental P, like we'll do all of it. This time we we like put our faith in people who had given us their word. So those last few days of like what should have been like a coast became a scramble to fill in the blanks on everything that we didn't have. Right. So there was that going on. Then in the middle of all of that, the weather forecast changes. The weather. We was wondering if there was actually even going to be. A, a backpack bash because of the weather. So we had uh, last time we did this in person, this was in Red Bay. This time we did it in Asbury Park. And if you're not familiar with New Jersey, Asbury Park Park is right on the shore. The ocean literally is like five minutes away from where we did the event. at. So, you know, weather was looking clear. And the next thing you know, 90 percent chance of rain. Yeah. So like I remember checking it. So when we picked the date the first year. And when we picked the date this year, <laughs> there is something called the farmer's almanac, right? Where you can kind of check and see the, the chance and percentage of precipitation for the day based on history. So whatever the systems are moving in the sky and all this other stuff, it's not, you know, fail proof, but it's it's something to help you kind of see what's the probability of, of rain. So like when we did this, I think we did the same weekend, maybe the first year, I don't know, right? Like prediction is that it's one of the clearest weekends in the summer. So when we did this in 2019, beautiful day. I don't even know if it was that hot. Like it, no, it, it was sun. It was great. I would have had a, a, a little hand towel on my shoulder in the pictures. And it was right. <laughs> I think it was fine. And then the weekend leading up to this, like our drive the weekend before, there were other events happening. So like it was kind of the same weather report. Like it might rain, it might not, but they pushed through. So we're kind of going into it like, all right, it's just supposed to be cloudy. Even if it changes a little bit, like it should be fine, whatever. Then by Wednesday, people are texting me like, hey, have you seen this weather report? Like, what's the plan now? So the weather went from like cloudy to possibility of showers to like scattered thunderstorms. So it then became a game of like, well, what do we do? Do we cancel? Do we forge ahead in hopes that at least part of the day is clear? Do we try to move indoors? Like, what does that look like? So that required a bunch of conversations as well. Right. 
And those conversations led to even more work. Right. So what we ended up deciding as the weather continued, the weather forecast continued to unfold was that, all right, like it's not supposed to just pour the entire day. So like, but we need to prepare for rain in case this turns into like a drive through, pick up your bag and go kind of situation. So the original plan was to have all the bags out. The kids would pick their bags up, walk through the school supply line and take the things that were age appropriate for them and then go have fun and get food and whatever else and be done. But because of the chance of rain, but not getting rained out, we're like, okay, we can't leave school supplies out in the open. So then it became we have to stuff these bags so that they're grab and grow ready and so that the supplies are not damaged in case it does start raining out of nowhere. And we got to stuff them in in accordance (laughs) with grades because you can't just you can't throw crayons in every. You can't throw crayons in an 11th graders bag. Right. And 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 a kindergartner doesn't need filler paper. Right. So. Then it became, all right, we've got these, at that point, over 500 bags. We have cases and cases and cases of school supplies. It's stuff at the house here. It's stuff that people have collected at other people's homes. It's stuff at Miss Nina. Shout out to Miss Nina, who is like been ride or die this whole process. She had a ton of stuff that we had shipped to her house. So it's like all of these (laughs) supplies everywhere. So we had to get them all to the location. Which took multiple trips. Yes. Literally driving an hour and some change just to drop stuff off and come back home. Right. Because we drove, what, the weekend before? In the rain. In the rain. So we drove in the rain rain. the Sunday before to to get every the first shipment down here because both of us have sedans. I have a coupe. You have a sedan. No SUV. So we do that. Then, like, we've got to get everything from down there to the location, right? So that was the first thing. Then the plan was to sort it all and have it ready to go in the boxes so that the kids could walk through. But because of the weather, we were like, now we got to pack this stuff. And hold up, did I leave and come back? I don't, did you? (laughs) I think I did. I don't even remember. Because you ended up staying down there and I ended up leaving. Yes, you left because you also had other projects and things that you were- I had to work on. Right, so I, I stayed down that way, right? So all like also what and this honestly has nothing to do with COVID. What I have learned doing this is that people will say to you, let me know if you need any help. But when it really comes down to like those late nights and early mornings, it's a very small number of people who are going to like ride with you, like a very small number. So when we did this the first year, we ran a STEM camp for the whole week. So it was people hanging around for the STEM camp that helped us in the evenings in the same building because we held the STEM camp the same place that we held the event. This year, it was just like a handful of us, right? Like six, five or six people. So we had to stuff. We stuffed like, I don't know, 450 bags or whatever. And then like did a certain number for kindergarten through third, fourth through eighth in high school. So Thursday was there all like afternoon and evening, Friday, all afternoon and evening to get ready for Saturday. So watching the AccuWeather, right? Now all the partners are calling as well. Do you want to cancel? And it kind of sounded like, not to put words in people's mouth, but like mouths, but they wanted us to cancel. That's what it felt like. Because then they're off the hook. Because a lot of what they had to do was for day of, the things that they had to pay for. But at this point, we're like, we in it now. Like, even if we don't have a full event, you got to be prepared for these people to show up. You've already put the word out and said, hey, we're doing X, Y, and Z. 
either gonna step up or you gonna back away. I'm not having my name out there like that. That's right. not me. And I know for, for darn sure that's not you. Exactly. <laughs> and then to add other layer, another layer of complexity, like if 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 our listeners, if you've ever raised money for anything, you know that the bulk of the money that you raise is in the final few days right? It's human nature. We all do it where it's like, oh, I know I need to give money to that thing. I'm going to get around to it. And you just, it's just off your radar until it becomes something that's urgent. So a lot of what we end up doing with this is we have to front the costs, right? Those fixed expenses, we've got to front them in hopes that the money comes through (laughs) to actually reimburse the org or reimburse us, right? Um, when, when things come through, when I say reimburse, it's not even a full reimbursement because we also put in our own like resources, our volunteers put in their own resources, like people spend their money for HOSA. Um, and then we settle up where we need to, you know, at the end. So we're competing against weather. We're competing against partners who didn't do what they said they're going to do. We're competing against the pandemic and COVID protocols and not wanting to move indoors because that's a different level of risk, even with masks, right? To have people come inside. So we get to the day of, I'm at the church at like uh, eight, I think. I show up at eight. The event's supposed to start at one. <laughs> no other volunteer shows up before, except for Ms. Nina, everybody else. Nobody shows up before like 10, 30 or 11. Yeah, I was flying around looking for a charger for my camera. So... Now, because again, we've done this before, I know how long it takes to set things up. When you're not competing with weather, it takes longer than people realize. Things always happen. It's electrical issues. It's a lot. If you're not hiring like an events team who's skilled with this kind of stuff, it's crazy. Like what it really takes. Things can't be on the same circuit, you know, fuse box. It's a lot that happens. Right. And people are also setting up things that they're not familiar with. Exactly. Putting together tents they've never put these tents together so it's going to take three times as long as it normally would. Right. You have to figure out what you're doing. Yes. So it like, then it rained early. So then it became like, all right, are we going outside? Are we starting to set up inside? So people started setting up inside because it looked like the rain might not let up. So they're like, we'll set up inside, put a, a tent out front. They could walk to the tent. We'll pass things, whatever. Then at like 11, no, 12, all of a sudden now AccuWeather is like one to three is clear. Events will start at one. So we made a last minute decision to move everything outside because again, for health reasons, it's safer for people to be out in the open air. So <laughs> one o'clock rolls around and we're st- people are lined up just like they were the first year. And we are scrambling to kind of get everything set up with probably a quarter of the volunteers we had the first year. Yeah. Because also what you depend on your partners for is to get the people who who are their <laughs> uh, parishioners or supporters or whatever you want to call it to show up. That didn't happen. And that didn't happen probably because of the weather. Right. I won't even blame that on uh, the pandemic because pe- a lot of those people were going to that other event, the other concert. Um, but, you know, us, we don't like getting wet. So we were doing everything with a really small number of volunteers as well. Skeleton. Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't think I stopped moving the entire day. Always something that needed to be done. Yeah, so long story short, we got a, a good solid two hours in and then you started to hear the thunder sort of bubbling. Like, and it was literally exactly what AccuWeather said. Like, 
Uh, that's it. Pack it up. So thankfully, to make a long story, uh, a longer story shorter, we were able to service all the families that were there. They got to roll through, have a good time, got their uh, carnival snacks in and uh, hot dog and all that great stuff. Um, roll them out. Then we had to move everything <laughs> inside, basically in the rain. But the beauty of it all, because things always work out, is we did have educators from the local school district on site who were able to take things for the schools um, and distribute them there. Boys and Girls Club of Asbury Park was represented as well. So we were able to send stuff with them and just kind of disseminate things um, in other ways because we got caught, uh, we got cut short by two hours. Yeah, it was a crazy day. Not to mention it might've been a shooting like two blocks away. Was it? I missed that. You didn't hear Miss Nina when she said that? No, I totally missed that. Yeah, it was all them cop cars and ambulances that went by. Yeah, no, I was just, I don't know. Some that, being pulled see, that was, you were just caught up. Literally. I like, and I, I thought they were speculating. She's like, no, one of the people came there there was a shooting over there, like two blocks away. Yeah, no, I literally, people didn't leave me alone for two straight minutes on Saturday. Like, Everybody, oh, they're looking for you over here. This person has a question. They want to know what to do about this. So, yeah, no, unless I just happened to be within earshot of anything unrelated to the event, no idea what was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, so we survived that and we get everything um, like packed up and at people's homes. We have a little post, uh, post event celebration that night or what have you. <laughs> Realize. We got tickets to the, I had tickets to the Giants game the next day. Um, when I accepted those tickets, I did not realize that it was the day after the event. So we did that on Sunday um, with the plan to just really recoup, right? Like recuperate, deal with work, jump back into other projects a lot. Feeling like tired, but you know, like, okay, just need a few days to get straight. Um, but this is the last big thing for right now. You have, you're on a deadline for your project or like, it's fine. Like, you know. We'll just kind of coast, do what we have to do until we feel 110%. So by Wednesday, like, so making the dreadful mistake of not planning to be off, right? Like Monday worked, went to the game on Sunday, Monday worked, Tuesday worked. By Wednesday, I'm like done. I I literally was like, oh my God, I'm so depleted. Like, I just got to go to bed. You know, I, I need a good night's rest, what have you, right? So I shut everything down. It's not even nine o'clock. I'm like, I don't even eat. I'm not even eating dinner. I just, my whole body needs to just have some time. Did not know the storm of the century was going to hit North Jersey in New York City. Yeah, that was crazy. I was on the phone about to prepare some red perch seasoning, getting everything together. I kept hearing bubbling. And I'm just like, what is this bubbling noise in the sink? Went, checked the water pump and everything. I'm like, everything's fine. 15 minutes go by, stream of water just starts coming through the bottom corner of the door. Hearing more bubbling. I'm like, what is going on? Go look in the shower. The whole bathroom is full of water. Yeah. So <laughs> um, if you, again, are an avid listener of the show and you've been following this journey, I bought this house in the spring of last year and have been... Uh, gone through a ton of renovations over time. The part of those renovations was the basement. Basement got fully renovated. That was finished. When was that? Like Q2? I don't know. Um, Then we were waiting to finish what would be the uh, 
sort of sound, uh, sound deadened or whatever, soundproof studio room off to the side that just got completed um, a few weeks ago. Five inches of water in the basement. Five inches look like a wave pool down there. Yes, literally. Luckily, all the valuables and everything got out, but still, it's five inches of water. Yes. So <laughs> you call me. I'm on the third floor. You call me like, yeah, the basement is flooding, and I'm like, what? I mean. Here's the thing, right? Bought this house knowing that Bergen County is pretty much one big flood zone, but I'm in an actual legitimate flood zone, but it's not uh, the worst flood zone. So there are various codes that they give to these flood zones. The one that I'm in and where I am specifically, you can check the FEMA map before you make a decision on the house to see what, what, what zone you're in, how high the water has to get before you uh, have a flooding issue, the probability of that happening. So the probability of a flood coming to my street is 1% a year. The sellers of the house said, you know, we lived here for 30, our family lived here for 30 plus years. The only time we ever had an issue was Sandy, right? So people see Sandy as sort of a once in a lifetime event. Other neighbors on the block were like, we've been here for 35 years. It's fine. So made an educated decision based on that. Now we know that the weather event that we had (laughs) this past week was like the most rain this area has seen since, I don't know, what was the date? I'm not even sure. It was like the 1800s or something. So it literally was just something that was completely unexpected. Like we've lived through flash flood warnings, had the warnings here, had really hard rain where power has gone out, house is shaking, um, you know, all that stuff. Get them I literally have gotten those warnings all summer. All summer long, right? Not last year too. So really didn't think, I think when I first moved here, I was nervous. Like when those warnings used to come through, I was like, oh God. But after the first year of just getting them and nothing happening, right? And you see water pooled like on the highway the next day in certain areas. Um, didn't really think anything of it, didn't prepare at all, like most people. Um, and then before you know it, it's five inches of water in the entire basement. So thankfully this did not happen while we were still away (laughs) serving the community. Um, so to your point, all electronics, all camera equipment, all that stuff got moved upstairs. So it was just like, appliances, major appliances downstairs and furniture. And you just got to hope for the best on that front. Um, But I was literally so overwhelmed. I was just paralyzed because it was like, how did this even happen? Yeah, she was upstairs. I don't know. And I was downstairs (laughs) (laughs) just moving stuff like Walking Dead or something like zombies was about to come. It was great. Like, you know what sent me over the edge? It wasn't the water in the basement. It was when we were like, okay, isn't there a wet vac in the garage? And you were like, (laughs) you were like, I'm going to go to the garage and at least get the wet vac. And you came back like the water is ankle deep in the garage. Yeah, the, the water had to be ankle deep in the garage because it was... My feet were covered when I was outside and then I went back there again and it was calf high. Right. So to add a bit of context to this, having lived in a state of flux for a year due to delayed renovations because of the pandemic, couldn't get permits to do anything. And then like now these projects sort of happening in phases, a lot of stuff that would normally not be stored in the garage has been stored out there. So uh, household items, furniture, office files, like 
boxes of books, like a lot of things. So once that happened, I was just completely like, it was just like the tipping point in a 12 months of just stuff, like 12 months of just things and crises happening. That I was just like, I'm officially done now. Like, I, I don't, that's when you were like, just go upstairs, just breathe. <laughs> I'm going to go move the rest of this stuff. I'll take care of it. And that's what I did because I didn't know what else to do. I did not know what else to do. Um, so, yeah, you were moving stuff around. I was moving. I moved everything that I could before the water got too bad. Um, and luckily it was everything of value, anything that was just big or I thought would have, you know, out of the way, I just either took it upstairs or I put it somewhere high. It's like... Ain't that much water coming in here. And then just kind of made some fish and drank some dinner. <laughs> so then, yeah. So didn't get a lot of sleep that night. Woke up the next morning. Um, well, I shouldn't say woke up because I didn't really get a lot of sleep, but got up about six and went into the basement and realized that that with a plan to like, okay, now this all has to be dealt with, right? Some submersive pump or whatever. Only to realize that the water had basically receded on its own. So once everything stopped... Drains opened back up. Some pump in the basement did what it was supposed to do. And somehow the water receded. So, uh, but then it was just the aftermath. Like, oh my God. Just Water still had to be bagged yes. up. Stuff had to be bagged up. Trash. Just, exactly. It's still an ongoing process. Right. So dealt with that. A contractor came back. He helped or whatever. I had to get the, the place dry and disinfected and, you know, all of that stuff. And then the basement now becomes a waiting game because if you know anything about water and moisture, the next risk is mold. So while made out pretty okay on like the damage front, right? It's only some areas that are like visibly damaged, like doors, you know, things like that. The walls look okay, but you got to give it a few days and see if there's if if there's evidence of moisture hiding behind the walls. And if that's the case, the bottom two feet of the walls have to be cut out and completely replaced, treated and then replaced, the inside treated. Um, so I went and bought like a massive <laughs> dehumidifier, which has been running down there um, ever since. And then, uh, yeah, this weekend, so today we... With uh, with my with our uncles and our mom dealt with the garage um, and looked to check out the damage out there and yeah that was a whole thing that was a whole thing all kinds of things were damaged out there yes in the um, mementos all of my diplomas are trashed uh, collectors items um, photos yeah coats, coats jackets. jackets a Letterman jacket going. <laughs> Yes. Um Alicia pulled that thing out. It was like a song you awful. <laughs> so yeah, it's books, been a lot. Right. All kinds of stuff. Work. Like trashed, mad books. I have like legal files that I can't trash. So we I'm just waiting to see if it dries out and seeing like what's salvageable. Um yeah, it 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 has been a very overwhelming two weeks. Let me just say that. Like between the week leading up to the 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 bash, then dealing with Mother Nature going crazy, and now the aftermath of that, and just the aftermath as still a relatively new homeowner, like yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling it. But at the same time, like you know, my friends have been texting me to to check because I didn't really tell people what was going on, but people were seeing the news. So my friends in other places were like, "D, are you good?" And that's when I was like, "Yeah, the basement had <laughs> uh five inches of water." 
uh, this happened in the garage and people are like, I'm so, so, so sorry. And I haven't been talking about it a lot because A, it is overwhelming, but B, I'm trying to find gratitude in that it's just material things, number one. And number two, the damage could be way worse. I've seen videos of people's basements caving in, seen pictures of 15 minutes away from the house, people's entire cars being underwater. Right. Um, it could have been a lot worse. The car survives for the most part. The house uh, has survived. Um, I'm dealing with the emotion of losing some things like, you know, uh, our, gra- our grandmother's Bible was like submerged. So stuff like that, which is really hard to to kind of accept. Um, but at the same time, it could have been so, so much worse. So there's a lot that has to be done. It's okay. Am I following insurance claims, the whole nine? Um, and to like work so hard to get this house and so hard to renovate only to have this setback, it does not feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. I wouldn't lie about that. But um, I am, I'm grateful for that we were here because it would have been Oh my God, a, a, a world of difference if this happened just two or three days earlier, being out of town, you know, back home. It would have been a wrap on a lot of things. A lot of equipment, a lot. That would have been a whole other conversation. So um glad it happened while we were here and glad it happened while you we were awake. <laughs> um, so finding gratitude in that, you know, finding gratitude in the fact that everything's out of wash, no pun intended. Um, as well, and just keeping those people who have lost cars and have major damage, and then the tornado came through, ripped through a few areas. Um, keeping them in thoughts and prayers for sure, and realizing that the the rest can be dealt with. The rest can be dealt with, and I think you know, um, through this process, I saw a a tweet the other day that said, "Now I know my what my parents were talking about when they said it's always something. Uh, because it does feel like that, you know, the last, particularly the last year, but just everything re- related to the last 18 months, it has been one thing after another. I sent you that tweet. It was like somebody said, we had a week of peace in 18 months. Yes. We had a single week of peace. Right. And then just too, it's not just what's going on with you personally. It's also the things that you hear talking to other people. So like people that we know through the show who are a part of the December 26th of family, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Health challenges, health crises, financial stuff. You know, it's a lot happening. So it is, is really, really overwhelming, you know? And, um, but I've been like, you can get into these modes where you feel like, oh, I put so much good out into the world. Why is this happening to me? Um, and the reality of it is that you can have the best of intentions and sometimes life just still kicks you in the back. You could put all the good out into the world and then things just don't happen the way that you think they should. You can have positive intention. You can move. You can manifest. You can decree, declare, speak your positive affirmations and life just happens sometimes, you know, and, and it has nothing to do with, with you reaping what you've sown. Um, and you don't always have an explanation as to why things happen the way that they do. And it's more so uh, when they do happen, it's about how do you engage in self-care? How do you maintain your peace and how do you work through it? And yes, how do you find a, a, a way 
see a way through to gratitude in spite of everything. And that's where I am. Like just self-care and gratitude. That's all I got. As long as you keep it in the sky, <laughs> you can win. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, I got to play be optimistic. Literally. And then, you know, in the, the middle of all of this, you know, I've been dealing with some health challenges. Um, so that's going on. And a lot of it is just driven by just the past year. Uh, my bounce my bounce back game is strong. And if people have listened to this show just from last September to this September, they know that, right? Just so much has happened, but trying to keep pushing, keep doing the show, keep dealing with my career, keep doing the philanthropy, all those things. But now I think that trying to push forward has manifested in these like health things of the doctor being like, yeah, you might want to slow down because all that stuff that that uh, plagues African-Americans is after you. Like the the high blood pressure, the elevated heart rate, all of those things. And it doesn't it doesn't jive with uh, the way that I eat and all this other stuff. So the 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 main explanation is that you need to take proper care of yourself. You need to get better rest. You need to lower your stress level. You can't be skipping workouts uh, for the sake of work and 45 other projects you have going on. So, um, so yeah, I was like dealing with all of that, hooked up to an EKG machine as well <laughs> um, in the middle of all of this also. So it it has been like an eventful, since we did the last Extraordinary Occurrences from that one to this one, it's been an eventful three, uh, three or four weeks. I don't even know how long it's been. A few weeks. It's been an eventful few weeks, but alas, here we are. Right. So the question now has become, are we going on hiatus? I don't know, y'all. Usually I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> we pressing on. We ain't stopping for nobody. Diddy time. Can't stop. Won't stop. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I ain't really feeling like that. But, but, right. We need like a pause just to reset. Yeah. So we've been talking about our rebranding. We talked about the crash crashed hard drive so <laughs> crashed hard drive and today on top of it we lost the computer yes we lost an iMac today um <laughs> so when it rained oh my god it pours. no pun intended <laughs> so yeah like we just been getting kicked over and over and over again and we could laugh about it because you just got to find levity and everything and again at the end of the day these are just material things health challenges aside we are still we have our life health and strength right got some things i got to deal with but it's not anything that can't be fixed right so um so you got to find the the levity in it but it it has felt like every time we tried to push this show forward something has happened like every time we were like all right we're about to kick it into to gear first it was we wanted to roll out a bunch of micro content about health, health and wellness covid happened so then we were like, okay, let's put that on the on on the back burner. Kind of found our rhythm with the show with that, and we were like, all right, now we're about to start rolling out new micro content at the top of the year. Our father passed away, and every time we've tried to do that, something has happened. So like, we had the photo shoot, we were getting ready for our rebranding, all the new graphics and collateral were done. Hard drive blows up out of nowhere. Um, so it's. <laughs> in the new studio done like yeah now we can start recording and shooting in here flood, flood. yes so it, it makes you wonder like <laughs> at least I got all the electronics out iMac breaks <laughs> <laughs> literally it's like I don't know it's like a, a movie or something it, it really is crazy and I don't think that 
it's exclusive to us. You talk to people, everybody's just like, I know several people who, who just deal with flooding just based on the social media posts. So it's not, it's definitely not a why me situation. Everybody's just trying to fight through it. But you know, it's it's one of those things we're trying to find the message. Like, is the message, all right, y'all just need to sit down for a minute. Or is the message like, this is, y'all are on the cusp of greatness and all these things are being thrown in your way because when it pops, it's really going to pop. Like, it's really going to blow, keep pushing. And I don't know, I consider myself a very intuitive person. Uh, I don't, I don't have the answer today. I do not have the answer. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Because as I said earlier, my body different. Everything is different. It's a lot going on, a lot to figure out. And I don't know. Yeah. So not we, that I don't believe in the idea, the concept, or the principles of the show. But sometimes, um, you know, there's this saying, you know, you know, sometimes when you fall, you got to rest. Mm-hmm. Rest if you must. Like, don't quit, but... You rest, so you fall down. It's like climbing a mountain. You get to a little summit, you just take a break and then get to climbing again. So we're not saying ending anything, but like maybe we just need a little time to regroup instead of just pressing on and pressing forward. Right. That that's the question. And I think we came into this never intending for this show to be a year round show, but we sort of made a pact. Like until we get to a certain point and we reach a certain milestone that we would run the show year round. Right. And then when it made sense from a monetization perspective or a sponsorship perspective or a number of listeners, we got some markers behind the scenes that we would move to seasons um, and be able to take the, the time off. But when you're building, you feel the need to keep the momentum going because we're in such a forgetful sort of digital age now where if you're out of sight, you're just out of mind. Until you build that following where people are salivating, waiting for you to come back. And then what's crazy is in the middle of all of this, of us being like, do we take a hiatus? Do we not take a hiatus? Now people are offering up referrals to give us greater visibility, like recognizable names. So we really are at a crossroads um, at this point. And after doing this for three and a half years, like we're having serious conversations about do we take, you know, do we take a break? And being so close to the 200th episode, it it's painful to even have that conversation because we've just pushed through so many things, so many things like to get to this point. Um, but it has really, really piled on uh, in the last year uh, that it's now a serious consideration. It's been a long year, yo. Yeah. So a, a long year. For everyone, not just us. Right. We don't like it's definitely not exclusive to us and a worse long year and longer year for others as well. So I don't know, man. Y'all who listen to the show regularly, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, We need the village on this one to offer opinions, thoughts, because I think both of our tanks are have been on E for a while. We've been running off fumes. Uh, And I think this storm (laughs) was like. Okay, the the final straw. The storm was like the Tyrese meme. What more do you <laughs> want from me? What do you want from me, man? Literally, literally, like just got that studio done just a few short weeks ago. And now it may need to be remediated for mold. We don't really know. And do you know how much it costs to soundproof a room? I do. <laughs> and yeah. 
Um, this is hurting me to my very soul, but we're going to see, uh, we're going to see on a lot of fronts. We have to see what the remediation measures are. We got to put our heads together. Um, and just to add another layer of complexity, we just reached out to an arsenal of referrals that we had. So all you guests who've been on, you know, over the last three years, people who we either connected with before, but it was like a failure to launch and we never got around to reaching out to them or they didn't respond. We went back out. We put the bird call out to everybody. Um, So we just two short weeks ago, we didn't have the intention of stopping. We were ramping up and now life has stepped in again and we're like, okay, can we really push through again? We push through after so much loss, we push through after so many things, push through after losing even just within our 26er community, as y'all know, you know, and now it, it has really become a bit dire. Like, can, do we have what it takes to continue to push? So it's hard to, um, it's hard to record this episode uh, as a show that's all about quote unquote being extraordinary. But as we've alluded to both on this episode and previously, part of being extraordinary is knowing also when to sit down, you know, and take a step back. So we're we're contemplating that. Not no answer today, but we're gonna come up with an answer very soon. Soon, soon come. Anything else? We got nothing else for y'all. <laughs> I've got nothing else for y'all. As we're recording this, I've had it. Yes, it's been a very long, sleep deprived few days for sure. Um. So yeah, man, just just keep us in your thoughts as we keep you in our thoughts as well. Because again, we know everybody is just pushing through to, to try to make it and to try to cope. And who knows how much longer we're going to be in the house because also these variants are coming through like Omarion on the BET Awards. <laughs> just, just spinning and moving. So who knows? Um. So yeah, keep us in your thoughts. But we do welcome your feedback. Uh with respect to what you think we should do. Those of you who consider yourselves 26ers, a part of the family, we want to know, we want to know, do we, do we sit down? Do we switch to just do some exclusive content on Patreon for our faithful, loyal listeners? We don't know. Um, So we'll be thinking about that. We'll probably, if anything changes drastic, we'll be making some announcements for sure. Um, But in the the meantime, we're just pressing on. We're keeping on. We're going to keep on keeping on, even if it means resting first and recharging uh, and regrouping and coming back. That is going to happen. But even if we take a break, it's 187 episodes out there. I think this makes 188, I think. Yeah, revisit them. Check out the ones you haven't listened to before. It's some great content out there. We've been at this now for almost four years. December will make four years. Uh, It has not been easy. It's been an investment, time, energy, and money. Um, But we are committed to putting content out that leaves people, uh, I used to say, encouraged. I don't know if this episode is going to leave you encouraged, but at at least uh, we promote candor and very honest conversations. And we, we promote people, including ourselves, putting our own humanity on display, which we often don't get to do as uh, high achieving black folks. But we've always said this is a a safe space for honesty and humanity. And sometimes that means it's our own honesty and humanity. And we're feeling real human uh, right now, y'all. Proud of what we pulled off on that back to school bash, for sure. We did what we said we were going to do. We met the goal. We served those 500 kids. Um, So proud of that. But it 
it has taken something out of us, that and many other things that uh, we're leading up to it. So like, share, subscribe, maybe not send somebody this episode uh, to start them on the show if they don't know anything about it. But you know our history, you know our track record. Let them know that we've got some great content out there. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? Hey, man, protect your mentals, man. Yes. Above all else, I know the world is crazy right now. The news is crazy. Um, it does feel like the last and evil days, as the old folks used to say. <laughs> Protect your mental health at all costs. If that means unplugging, if it means rest, if it means taking a break like we're contemplating, whatever it is. If it means phoning a friend because you're reaching a tipping point and not in the right direction, reach out. Let somebody know because what we are living through is not normal. Let's make that clear. Grind culture is cool. Hustle culture is cool. But we are living through really unusual times and nobody is meant to be under this level of stress, uh, this level of calamity and crisis for such an extended period of time. So do what you need to do to take care of yourself, to protect your heart, mind and spirit. And as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER. 